Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Matchball podcast. I'm Rohan and uh, thank you so much for joining this episode. Thank you so much first of all uh, for giving the support and the love to my new co-host Amod Amod welcome to this brand new episode. Thanks thanks Rohan. Thanks. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this episode man. I've been asking you for a lot. It's a topic that's been on our mind for a for this entire transfer window up to this point and i really want to know what's going on and absolutely who who better to talk about this than you are <laughs> a ca so you are you are you are too kind you speak too highly of me it seems <laughs> so i think you are the perfect host and i'm going to just sit here and gain all absorb all the information glad glad to to contribute and uh, yeah so uh, for those of you who are joining us for the very first time this is a very 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 special episode like i have said this all the time every episode is a very special episode but uh, this one is very special because it's the one that required an insane amount of research an insane amount of proof checking an insane amount of data accumulation and then interpretation and it was truly uh, like i'm a research minded person i like to analyze i like to research if you give me something i'll drill down and ensure that i get to the bottom of it so it was a very very fun time for me and uh, like amod said the what we're going to talk about today is uh, one of the most prestigious clubs in football history is going through one of the worst financial crisis of all time and you must have guessed which club it is by the title of this video and it is none other than fc barcelona now fc barcelona Uh, historically it's the it uh, so that club uh, from catalonia and the other real madrid from madrid are the two clubs which dominate spanish history and european history as well but it's very important for us to and understand basically what is happening with the club now you must have seen lots and lots of uh, reports on twitter on the in the news on youtube on other social media platforms that barcelona is struggling to register players barcelona is struggling to uh, sell players barcelona is, has activated quote unquote economic levers or levers as you like to call it so for for me or for anyone from the finance background or anyone who has a, a more or less uh, understanding of financial terms these these concepts and what events are happening are not too difficult to comprehend but for the ordinary uh, person who doesn't really indulge much in finance the same way i don't indulge in what engineers like amod do uh, it's it's very difficult for me to un- for for anyone uh, to un- to understand and it's more and it's very difficult for me as a uh, as a person who understand this to explain it in a short uh, short episode or a short uh, you know context so it's better to always so, so that's why amod and i we came up with this idea that let's dedicate an entire video for explaining what is actually going on with fc barcelona and it and it's honestly something uh, which the more you go deep into it the more you realize how big of a mess they are actually in i mean statistics numbers uh, events headlines they don't even tell you half the story there is so much to deep in to deep dive into this and i'm truly truly very excited another thing is they are troubling both our clubs so that's another thing to talk about uh i have so so i i told myself before this recording that i'm going to stay extremely neutral i'm not going to show any any emotion any that i've been going through uh based on the two players who they uh, snatched away you know snatched away is a is a it's a bit of a, a harsh term it's like uh, 
I mean, I thought over this. It's like there is this one organization. Like, let's take a, any uh, case scenario. You are a, a research, you, you are a good person in doing what you do. Now, you are a data scientist. You are a very good data scientist, and you want to get into this organization you love. You don't care about the money. And if another organization comes knocking the door and gives you more money, you would still think twice, thrice, maybe four times before accepting the other offer. And you'd always prefer your preferred organization to come back. So I believe that is what has happened with the two players, Rafina and Jules Kunde. Yeah. So, see, I was very salty about it. And I did go on Twitter and I did rant a little bit about it here and there. But at the end of the day, if Bar I mean, FC Barcelona convinced a player who was about to sit in a plane to go to Rome to not board mm -hmm. the plane and come to Barca. Like, if this doesn't tell the quote-unquote pull of Barcelona, I don't know what will. So these things happen in football. Hijacking is normal. So, yeah, I can, uh, I can at least for my club, I, I, I'm coming to terms with that. For your, for like what your club and uh, the the player concerned is, I believe there is a lot, lot more about it, which we will do get to when we start going. And I through. think the the way you would explain it, I think it would be more clear why they are not letting the player that United actually uh, you. I mean, once once we go through whatever we have today, it will be more clear why the player doesn't want to leave. Fair, okay. Fair. Rather than why Barca uh, is uh, forcing him to leave mm, or trying mm. to leave or doing something to leave, it's more clear why he doesn't want to leave. Right. Okay. Right. So, are Perfect. you ready? Of course. Let's. Dive brilliant. Into it. Brilliant. Can't let's wait. let's Can't dive wait. into this. Uh, so, I have a small, uh, you know, visual aid prepared for this. Because okay. uh, I believe that because the sheer amount of volume and the sheer amount of uh, data involved, it's better to uh, preferably have some sort of visual aid which will help us understand this. So, rightfully, first of all, the title, as it says, by the biggest footballing crisis in the recent history. You won't believe once we go through the, the entire... Uh, uh, presentation, so to speak, what exactly is happening and how bad of a mess they are in, like I said before. So, first of all, you now, now when we go through all of these, uh, you know, uh, headlines and news articles and all, I'm pretty sure right. uh, you, when you read, you've come across this one term called as salary cap or La Liga salary budget or La Liga yes. not allowing Barca for... Uh, uh, you know, uh, Barca unable to comply with La Liga's uh, financial fair plays, and yes. all of like some something basically pointing towards the direction that La Liga has some form of rules which are necessary to understand before we understand mm -hmm. the case. So what I'm going right. to do first of all is uh, the crisis. I'll give an overview about what the crisis is. So uh, I mean, the crisis is so bad that even Busquets doesn't want to look at it. Like they have yeah. Barcelona have a ton of debt. Debt is basically owing to other parties, which right. is at the moment 1.35 billion euros confirmed by their president. They have a mm -hmm. negative salary cap by La Liga, which is something we are going to get into. They have a lot of dead wood and a significant amount of difficulty in getting rid of them, and mm -hmm. all of this basically funnels towards an uncertain financial future. Now, right. first of all, like I said, Spanish FFP or La Liga's FFP is something which needs a little bit of understanding. Okay. Right. Now, first of all, La Liga FFP, they were introduced with the intention that clubs would be able to spend without racking up unsustainable debt. Mm. So much for that. And the biggest point of differentiation between these rules is these rules begin at the 
start of the season whereas correct so what it does is it's a check before the start of the so, season to ensure that you do not overspend or you do not pass that uh, limit right so when do the players actually register for the we'll get to that no okay. uh, we'll get to that i think the so the, the simple answer is whenever they are signed uh, right. they, they can uh, register them for they that can register yeah yeah if right. they fit within the within the budget as uh, as so uh, they have to match that particular salary limit just so that they can yeah, yeah. those they have to yeah. they have to and as far as i'm uh, i mean as far as i have studied uh, at the time of entering european competitions there is a different uh, budget which barca has to comply with which any club has to comply with from spain because the uefa right. financial fair play norms are different right now la liga does right. have a transfer budget transfer policy but i'm not going to get into that i'm only going to talk yeah. about the salary and the, sure. the that budget uh, sorry that uh, wage cap which is being talked about sure sure now what exactly is included in this salary mm. uh, cap okay now first okay. of all now it is important to understand that salary cap does not mean the the total amount of salaries which the players are paid consolidated accumulated that's not how this cap is calculated the cap right. is calculated first of all uh it it is a derived figure it's never a uh, a concrete figure that is that comes out of thin air it's a derived figure based on the club's financial performance right so first of all the first component is sales now sales is not too much to 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 uh, difficult to understand for a common yeah. person it's straightforward you sell players you earn money you you uh, you sell merchandise you earn money you sell tickets you earn money you uh, oh i'm sorry about that uh, you sell your match day program you sell uh, other uh, other uh, other elements of the of the club that you can sell yeah so one of that, them were weren't they selling weddings or organizing weddings at camp no yeah like yeah so they big, were and uh, and uh, and as much as i would like to take the make out of them for this mm-hmm. this is a very very common uh, thing that stadiums yeah. do yeah i don't it's know why common. it was such a big thing yeah. on twitter i think because, because uh, it is basically when uh, when barca are already in so much of financial debt these yeah, kind of uh, the news, news they add fuel to the fire yeah. and they generate yeah. more impressions more likes more uh, reach so i don't yeah. blame people for uh, using this as a bit of content to uh, uh, you know uh, launch themselves and make themselves a bit more famous yeah. but in reality yeah. i mean i mean look at i mean any person would like like if i had some form of great event of mine or any any other important event yeah. in my life at camp or at stamford bridge i'm not going to complain i'm going it. to make sure yeah. that it happens whatever the price whatever the cost right so <laughs> this is and it's an easy way for the club to generate revenue and to develop a connection with their fans that they are willing to you know accommodate them in their special moments as well it basically it it will uh, in case of barca it will make a statement and see that they are actually mesco club that is more than a club and they are yeah, not just yeah. a footballing entity mm. so first component is sales okay the second component is operational cost okay now i'm going to deep dive into operational cost a bit this later. is where it goes tricky for me yeah exactly i and i can i can yeah. completely understand uh, why it can get tricky because there is a fair bit of uh, accounting principles involved over here okay right now operational cost see uh, you can you can call them uh, like you can uh, bifurcate them into two parts first is the player related and the non playing like playing stuff non playing okay. stuff Yeah. playing staff will have salaries which is the mm-hmm. most obvious one and another yep. word which i have mentioned there which is player amortization 
amortization right. is something that i will get into in the in the coming slides okay yeah. and then there is the non playing uh, staff and non playing expenses like maintenance the non playing staff salary the other minor repairs here and there the yeah. electricity and all of these hmm. things like training facility maintenance all of these things gotcha. which are relevant for uh, for for uh, you know keeping the the, the organization Club operating function. as a whole yeah yeah okay. fair enough so these are your operational costs and the third one is debt repayments now this is a, this mm -hmm. is also very very straightforward you have a loan okay you have yep. a borrowing you are obviously bound to pay interest on that loan okay now people uh, now for those who won't be able to like if this is a little bit difficult exactly it's it's as same as probably taking an education loan or taking a home loan or taking mm. a car loan basically so yeah. you take a loan to achieve uh, for your uh, because you require it for as you know funds for whatever reason and then you yeah. repay it uh, either one shot after a you know 5 years 10 years whatever or yearly repayments uh, of the principal and interest on the principal so loan is always divided into two parts principal and interest okay right interest is something which you have to pay based on the amount of principal and mm. you can decide whether you want to pay principal straight shot or you want to pay it uh, year by year so that parallelly your interest amount also reduces year by year right also one thing i would like to add is uh, isn't barcelona a football club like whereas in the premier league you have the model of a owner and a club but barcelona they have like a chairman and then they I think elect so. their I presidents think so. yeah So and, I, and, the... and I'm not. I I I I missed out on researching about this during. But I I forgot to uh, study your Barca's organization, uh, like ownership structure. So I believe uh, the, the fans also uh, have. Uh, yeah, I think they. Ownership. They're, like, they're called socios or something. Yeah, I think some... I think so. Yeah. I, I so don't quote any us on this. We are not too yeah. sure about it. But uh, as far as I know, that members of the company are there is fan involvement in yeah, this. Yeah. it's not like the premier league premier where league model, uh, yeah. there is a completely different entity and there is not much like not much participation hmm, from the from fans from the fans yeah right okay so coming back to debt repayments very simple you take a loan you repay it and while repaying whenever the whatever the tenure of the loan is you will pay interest yeah okay yep. fair enough so fair these fair are the three components which are involved in determining determining the salary cap now your next yeah. question is what is the formula for determining mm. the salary cap and that also is very simple okay the, the the formula is sales minus operational costs minus debt repayments okay, okay. straightforward so simply put sales which is your revenue and operational yeah. cost minus debt repayments which is your cost yeah sales minus cost gives you your salary cap so okay. that's why it's more beneficial for the clubs to increase their sales so precisely precisely generally increases precisely so looking at the formula so so if you look at this from a normal uh, from a, from a, not from this ffp perspective but from a normal perspective revenue minus expenditure yeah. is equal to profit Got so it. there are of two course. ways to increase profit either you can increase your sales or you can reduce right. your expenditure correct okay correct and basically depending upon your uh, structure or your uh, coming back to the footballing contest depending upon how your partnerships and relationships with other organizations are it is uh, right. it it depends on uh, that to determine whether it is possible for you to increase your uh, earnings or whether yeah. you need to cut down on costs okay correct. Makes sense. and now 
this this exact formula is why so many clubs from the spanish league suffered during hmm. covid because right. covid right. was an operational loss okay right. the, so because there were very less sales and because there were yep. so many more expenses people took wage cuts but the non playing staff were had to pay uh, had hmm. to be paid as much as possible yep. plus other expenses other losses that is why Barca and any club, like I, I, mm, I yeah, I think to, all of the clubs yeah, have struggled during the COVID. Like I, st- I, I remember, like I also have read Chelsea's uh, financial statements, and I've yeah. also read another club. I don't remember which ones. Either of the Manchester's uh, uh, financial clubs, mm. either of the clubs from Manchester's. I don't see anyone saying that COVID was a year when we were more profitable than the year before. Yeah. It's impossible yeah. to say that. So mm. either people have reported losses or they've reported way less profits than the year before, which is okay. fair, which is fair. Yeah. But the problem with Barca is they were going downhill before COVID. Right. COVID only accelerated their process of going downhill. Otherwise, they were going downhill from a long time. So if you look at it from like footballing sense, would you say that downhill process started after they sold Neymar and then they signed all these Oh no 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 no! It it goes it goes way back than that, okay. and I'll get to that too. Sorry for this little bit of a uh, operational change. Yeah, no one second, one second. Yeah. So, coming back to this, uh, we have we have determined that the the formula first of all. Okay, so I uh, mm-hmm. formula is clear that sales minus operational cost minus debt repayments is your salary. Wage cap. Yeah. Okay. Salary yeah. cap, wage cap, whatever you like to call it. Yeah. Now I had said before, I want to focus particularly on operational costs. Yes. Okay. And particularly I want to focus on the playing staff's components involved in operational yep. costs. So yep. now this is where it gets a little bit tricky, but fair, but worry not. I've kept simple mm-hmm. examples to explain. Okay. Sure. So first of all, two two main components of operational costs are player salaries and player amortization. Now, player right. salaries, I believe, is pretty straightforward. I've taken the example of FCB and uh, used this example uh, and and given the the content which is there that yeah salary payable to the players registered by FCB is what will come par- comprise of player salaries. Okay. Right. So simply put, if a player earns hundred k a week. Mm-hmm. Then their total annual salary for 52 weeks would be 5.2 million dollars. Okay, yeah. that is your player salaries. Simple. Correct. Correct. Okay. Now the second part, amortization. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now unnecessarily going deep into amortization and explaining the accounting principles behind it. I'll simply yeah. put and I'll simply explain that it is the total transfer fee that you have paid mm-hmm. that you will divide over the tenure of the contract. Very straightforward. Okay. 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 Yeah. So I, and the example I've given, I purposefully kept simple numbers so that there is right. no calculation any uh, yeah, calculation yeah. confusion anywhere. Yeah. So if a player is signed for forty million dollars for four years, then the total mm-hmm. amortization annually is forty million yes. divided by four, which is ten million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you combine both of this, and you take the total cost that is the total operational cost fifteen point two million dollars. Okay. 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 This is operational cost. And obviously there are much more figures involved in this. Like I yes. said before, non-playing staff, maintenance, etc. But these Correct. are the ones which are the most uh they come they make up the most of the operational costs. 
right okay right, right. so player salaries player amortization you combine them and you end up with your operational costs right okay fair enough straightforward right so now the question is how did barsa end up here why are yeah. they in a situation where you hmm. where, where you realize that they are unable to keep up with the ffp requirements correct and people think the answer is uh, oh no no i think it just uh, you know it, it could be some uh, some you know the spanish league has an agenda or uh, mm. you know the ufa has an agenda yeah but the problem is actually very uh, it's it, it's an internal problem it's not an external problem and okay. the problem is drum roll drum roll drum roll drum roll it is this guy joseph okay. maria bartemo i am sure i have butchered the pronunciation but i don't think i'll make an exception when it comes to this certain individual now what exactly did joseph bartemo do because uh-huh. if you remember when he came uh, in the spanish uh, in barcelona as the president when he edged out laporta back then yep yep people were very hopeful about what he was going to do for the club Mm. but that was not the case he had made sure that people believe that he has this face of a person who actually cares about the club but his actions spoke otherwise now mm. if i actually tell you what all he has given i'm what all he has done i'm pretty sure that the entire presentation of this will go beyond like 20 30 for 35 slides at least because the right. sheer amount of dealings that this individual has done and that has put the club to the ground it's appalling now and mm-hmm. and and to think that this began from 2013 yeah, 14 right i'm going to, to ask this, you when did this begin exactly so he he years. became the president in 2013 14 okay mm-hmm. and uh, he ended up uh, he had to resign in i think 2020 because of right. uh, some uh, allegations of uh, fraudulent activity and plus yeah. he had a very very public fallout with lionel messi so that yeah. is why he had to resign but here's a here's an idea of what exactly he did okay hmm. now first of all you know what net spend is right correct yeah net spend is a very simple formula player incomings minus player outgoings okay right. you would always want to ensure that your player outgoings fetch more money and your player incomings fetch less money uh, yes. you pay less money for your player incomings correct okay. so you would want a negative net spend which implies that you have sold more than you have paid mm. and you would want to shy away from a positive net spend which implies you have paid more than you have sold okay mm-hmm. barca's net spend from 2013-14 to 2021-22 was 555 million positive Okay. let that sink in 555 million positive okay mm-hmm. a quick a quick just reference or there are lots of currencies involved and i have uh, and i and i've struggled to keep up with them because lots of data sources come up with yeah. their own currency yeah i think they so, quote a different number every yeah time. so so the 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 thing is uh, i am only saying the number but uh, focus on the magnitude rather than the actual accuracy and currency 555 million yeah. in euros would not be would not mean 10 million dollars obviously yeah it's going to be somewhere in that region just 650 may, or something yeah, like that whatever yeah. the whatever the magnitude now if you compare it with these days dollar and euro are on the same page 
so could be the yeah. same amount as well but right so barca's net spend was 555 million million okay and the shock point doesn't end it says basically this 555 million of excess spending was before offering wages to any of these new incomings okay okay so, so how did that happen yeah so how did that 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 is something well it it's we we, we can see how it unfolds when we mm. uh, see the uh, the the unfolding of events which bartemo had authorized so okay. to his credit 2014-15 was the best barca season in the recent times they won okay, the treble treble yeah we yeah. brought back legend luis enrique to manage the the club they had yep. the lethal striker striking partnership of msn, MSN. right uh they also uh, and and people think i mean uh, to to uh, bartemo's credit he also got in rakitic he also got yeah. in bravo he also got in mark and ter stegen for that season mm-hmm. so that is right. the only positive i would say that positive thing i'm about to say about him before it all unfolds okay mm-hmm. he still made a few few bad signings that season 20 million on uh, uh, jeremy mateo 19 million on another player which i can't remember yeah but the list goes on okay from mm. now from here it is just downhill okay barcelona is so that barcelona has made 300 million signings 100 million mm. plus signings and all three of them have not delivered the output which you would expect from oh, 100 million signing usman yeah. dembele filipe coutinho and antoine griezmann these are the three players which barcelona signed under bartemo for more mm. than 100 million million for for more than 100 million yeah and they have not they did not perform the way you would expect a 100 they million ex- signing yeah. to perform right right then there are other signings which he made he paid 55 million for a bang average andre gomez he paid 32 mm. million for a bang average paco alcacer he paid 21 million on a backup backup player backup left back uh, luka dinia who then moved mm. to everton who then moved to aston villa yeah then if i take the light away from the players and i focus on the managerial appointments after enrique he hired ernesto valverde which from mm-hmm. day one he was not a not someone who fit the barca ideology the barca philosophy and yeah. their style of play mm-hmm. and to make matters worse under valverde only roma happened under valverde mm-hmm. only yeah. corner taken quickly happened so these two events happened and yet bartemo refused to sack valverde mm. after even after these events even though barca fans were divided even though yeah. after yeah, i remember corner, that time when there was a complete divide between absolutely. the barcelona fans absolutely so given everything that has happened with barcelona in rome and in liverpool yeah. still the same guy takes helm that was mm. something which was not uh, appreciated by the fans okay and then when uh, uh, when uh, when valverde was sacked coman was brought in same yeah. issue same uh, lack same of problems. sporting project same lack of vision i mean i believe it was at a time when i think antonio conte was unemployed i think uh, i'm not too sure about could it be. could be yeah because there was that period where he took a gap yeah so, from chelsea so it could be that time yeah yeah exactly i i am a little bit confused with the with the timeline i think it was valverde 
then he got sacked then setian was brought in kk setian yeah, then yeah. i think kk setian yeah i think it was that it was that yeah. so before komen there was kk setian who was brought setian, in yeah. and kk setian was the manager when 82 happened with bayern mm. okay then after that it was uh, it was uh, ronald komen who also like before had no direction no sporting project nothing just mm. A, la- a directionless club heading in a heading somewhere which which is just probably going downhill and into an abyss okay yeah. these were the managerial appointment coming back to what bartimo did with players you remember polinio played for barcelona at a point of time yes and then how that happened he came i think from uh, guangzhou evergrande for some yeah, 36 37 million and then after a, after a year of playing he went back Yeah Now, I remember I don't I don't think he went back I think he was sold back because of some some shady like this transaction has shady written all over it like mm. there is there is like if and and funnily enough when Paulinho came to play for Barcelona Barcelona's midfield became much more muscular and yeah. then you take him out and you send him back clearly mm. there is something involved behind the scenes which we are not obviously aware of then right. another similar transaction you remember that exchange meralem pianic uh, and arthur melo yes yes Now, in which world do you sign a third uh, uh, oh, an aging player yeah, yeah an aging player i think he was 29 or 20 or, or closing to 28 29 yeah how do you pay, the, pay yeah. exactly how do you pay 60 million plus for him mm. how do you pay and then you give up one of the most uh attractive young prospects Maybe the which you had signed midfielder yeah. they had at the yeah. time this was one thing then another point which barca fans object to is that bartemo was involved in an, in not believing in la masia i remember mm. a lot of young good talents which were sold off for peanuts one of them being kukurella who right now is yeah. the one of the most sought after left backs in the premier league right this is one thing then if i if i talk about uh, the whole neymar fiasco neymar mm. wanting to leave now neymar wanting to leave was not just because of uh, you know i don't think the president was much so involved in it it was just a matter yeah. of personal preference so fair enough he adhered to the preference personal preference he got all the money from psg no problem yep the problem began when bartemo tried to fill in the void that neymar left Correct. there were panic signings one of them being dembele for 135 million okay i think 135 million pounds that was and yep. him Something being like yeah and and he did show signs of promise but injuries have Injury, crippled him yeah. for a very yeah. very long time okay then uh you think okay fair enough there could be you know there could be some something in some direction so you make another 100 million signing yep Antoine Griezmann came at 120 million before his wage structure before his wage was decided hmm. so you can imagine how much money was paid then there was the Philippe Coutinho transfer where 160 yep. million was paid to was paid or of which some is still payable to Liverpool Liverpool okay yeah. <coughs> excuse me then all of this is pre pandemic then in the pandemic players took a 70% wage cut players had to had deferred their uh, salary Mm. the your prospect your man united's uh, sort of term midfielder being one of them right yes but then again you think the spending would stop 
absolutely not the whole i think uh, i think during that po- point the 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 uh, okay forget the spending for a moment the biggest mm. event that happened in the pandemic was the club legend luis suarez left to sign for atletico madrid and to rub salt league. into their wounds to rub more salt he won the league with atletico madrid and i think he made it very clear he never had a problem with the fans it was always with the board and this right. was exactly what happened with danny alves also when danny alves left to go to juventus mm. he said that yep. the barca board does not care and i think recently also under laporta danny alves left had the, the contract renewal of him was not done and then mm-hmm. when he left danny alves said that barca does not care about the people who made who make barca or who made barca so right this so this is all the mess which bartemo has done and then one of the most confusing not the expensive but the most confusing the most questionable and the most ridiculous transfer of all time in my opinion care to venture a guess what do you think it might be breathwait or someone who are you referring to here i'm not sure it is arda turan who because they did a lot of uh signings that are questionable but he did he did and the signing so, i am talking about in particular is arda turan the turkish player who left atletico madrid oh, for yes. 41 million i yes. i don't know the currency like i said i uh, 41 million and then they didn't he went to barca yeah. and then they benched him he played a little bit with messi he played a little bit yeah. in odd cup matches here and there and then he was shipped off to turkey to play for right. i think he played for istanbul başakşehir for a brief amount of time before the he got caught off in of the pitch matters yeah yeah so yeah so all of these signings all of these signings you would think that and, and like i said the net spend was before before they ended up with uh, the wage structure that they are in right now mm-hmm. so imagine mm-hmm. 555 million positive net spend which means and neymar was sold for 222 million so how do you end up in a positive net spend of 555 when you are earning 222 imagine how many signings you must have done which ended up with nowhere and there are lots and lots of signings which i have skipped okay like there are mm-hmm. uh, there is alex vidal there is uh, there is malcolm who who was the player i was talking about yeah. who was told to not board the flight to rome and, right, and right, come to right, 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 then right, you right. signed kevin prince botang for god knows what reason yeah, yeah. you signed uh, you signed a uh, uh, cleason the, the the dutch goalkeeper who would be a backup ah, yeah. goalkeeper for backup 21 goalkeeper. million mm-hmm. so so many of these uh, of these uh, you know transactions don't make sense and ultimately bartemo had to resign because there was not just a public fallout with messi but also there was an uh, uh, uncovering of a campaign where he paid some uh, uh, some news organizations to run stories mm-hmm. against his opposition candidate okay. uh, laporta right <clears throat> so these are all the things which uh, bartemo has done and Uh, and once you get clarity of this there is definitely not a not a, a element of surprise left as to oh my god how has barca ended up in this situation like how is it to fix these problems now exactly fixing it's first of all it it, it takes a bit of while to actually summarize what exactly yeah, problems are exactly. happening true fair right fair so i put an outcome of this and okay 
so before so just coming before i before i talk about this i had mentioned player amortization in the operational yes. cost slide right yes, yes so now it makes sense that why their salary cap is decreasing year after year because mm. you have players who were signed way back for long big contracts with big salaries who are taking up the space of the operational costs which you can keep for other players right right, right. so uh, so so i believe that uh, you know when uh, uh, when you made those 100 million signings okay mm-hmm. i am very sure that during that point only i think griezmann was signed in uh, between the the the, the two uh, 1920 and 2021 i think so i think i'm so, not yeah. too sure about it so you can see like that maybe slightly before that i think slightly before okay fair yeah. enough so but either way you know uh, you you have to understand that you know 1920 uh means uh, the beginning of 1920 not after yeah so yeah so so if before, if it is before 1920 or if it is before 2021 mm-hmm. either ways it's 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 not a big surprise why the salary cap is decreasing year after year if your amortization right. increases year after year if your salaries increase year after year in that formula salary yeah. uh, sales minus operational cost the operational cost becomes more and more and more, more. inflated yeah and yeah. then your yeah. ultimate amount goes down 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 Like to give right, you a right. uh, give you an, a piece of data, this decrease from 1920 to 2021, which is 671 to 347, which represents mm-hmm. around 324 million uh, drug, uh, reduction. Mm-hmm. That that reduction is the single biggest reduction in the history of La Liga. Okay. And then you see, okay. from 347, they went down to 97 million. 97. And then this do, year do. is the first year where mm-hmm. Barcelona has actually a negative uh salary cap. cap okay negative salary cap okay so what and does that mean? like what are the uh, problems basically so it basically means you can't spend <laughs> yeah that is that is a right. problem but but fortunately for la liga and for other like la liga and for other clubs and for in exceptional circumstances they have put a, a stipulation where mm. okay okay what happens if barca goes above the spending limit not a problem mm-hmm. you have to ensure that if you go above your spending limit hmm. you have to earn four times the amount you wish to spend okay for example okay if barca wants to spend oh. 25 million on a new player it has to earn has 100 to earn million 100 first hmm. right so basically it's a 1 is to 4 ratio for yeah. one 1 euro you want to spend you have to earn 4 euros, four euros. okay hmm. and then how do you earn this money back pretty straight forward you can have player sales you can have mm. wage cuts you can have deferred revenues which is something discussed a lot with frankie de jong you can have other revenues like merchandising uh, you know selling selling your assets selling uh, other other anything which can be sold if you if you can get it to sell that is a earning right okay so now we are we, we have reached a point where we know the mess which barca is in okay mm. we know why they are in that mess what is the structure which put them in that mess and what is the current situation where they have a negative salary cap they they are not able to uh, i mean they, they they were not able to do anything so then what they mm. did to ensure that something is done to take that salary cap back to its positive is that they started identifying revenue sources mm. okay so <clears throat> to initiate the rebuild when bartemo resigned and laporta was laporta came back 
he realized one thing that player salary player sales wage cuts deferment of wages these are all things which are not going to be sustainable yeah. for a very long time and they're not Correct. going to be something which uh, ultimately uh, pull you out of the the hole that you're in so he right. identified that we need something additional we need something uh, surplus to whatever we are able to do internally we need some external right. support and so what right. did i do enter spotify mm. spotify has seized this opportunity like anything okay mm-hmm. but barcelona also identified spotify as one of the partners which they would be able to take long term okay so with yeah. that a sponsorship deal was agreed upon for a four years which gave mm. barcelona 70 million euros so it equates okay. to 280 million euros over the four years then okay camp nou is renamed as spotify camp nou although yeah. although i doubt how many people will say spotify because mm. because uh, uh, even though even though you do attach a name before before it you would still yeah. prefer to call it by the old name like camp nou Correct. right anyway, like for example yeah. <clears throat> uh this like like it's very it takes a lot of time to build an iconic uh, relationship between a brand and the stadium like for yeah. example allianz arena it's something which you just can't it you just can't call it the arena or bayern's home ground you have to say allianz arena Correct. but if you remember uh juventus's uh, old stadium name i'm not able to remember but that new hmm. stadium name was called allianz stadium and people Correct. objected to it okay they yeah. objected to it or yeah. uh, or i think one more which i which i'm not able to recollect but but you you get what i mean american stadiums have uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Like, they attach like for, chase center exactly. or exactly like for example uh, i think uh, the this i think in los angeles you have the staple center right but it's oh, yeah, now renamed staple, as crypto.com arena yeah 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 So yeah, staple so, center is something which is so iconic. Everybody remembers precisely, center, precisely, not exactly. Crypto. Or like, or like another example, it just came to my mind. Like Atletico Madrid before they were called Wanda Metropolitano, Wanda Metropolitano. they were called Vicente Calderon. Okay, yeah, so yeah. something on And, these lines. I, I really yeah, don't remember. It was a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. So it does take time to uh, to to get used to these attached to the brand to yeah. attach. But then it it it's it's driven by not just the company but also the commentators say Spotify camp, no Spotify camp. Then it registers mm. in your head. It it will get registered. But but um, amongst all of this, Barca has managed to get an extra five million dollars by just allowing Spotify to add a prefix to Camp Nou. Yeah. Then yeah. there are potential discussions where Spotify aims to use the Camp Nou as a musical stage for ah. lots and lots of events. Mm-hmm. whenever and wherever uh, over the tenure of their contract and right. there will be exclusive fc barcelona and spotify content ah. now that is okay. something which people would want to pay for is what their yeah, option is yeah yeah if if you get like like for example if you get the weekend uh, collaborating with someone like uh, i don't know memphis depay who is one of the most yeah, fashionable uh, people uh, would want to watch there. that yeah exactly you you would want to watch it or if you get uh, probably a, a polish singer associated with spotify to sing with uh, or to collaborate with robert lewandowski yeah. you never know what happens sure, what is the sure. output of that so this is something which they have which they have embarked it's upon. like the multiverse now for them exactly exactly anyone exactly. and collaborate anyone and anyone. anyone affiliated with spotify yeah. can come and they will obviously ensure and they will obviously forecast the partnership which will give them the biggest uh, output but yeah. i'm pretty sure that barca won't let them do it without taking a cut for themselves yeah now this 
this first of all uh, was a very very good deal for barcelona mm. but given the state of chaos that they are in it's still a mm. very 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 small amount okay. okay it's a very very small amount because keep in mind your debt is one thing okay yeah. your 1.35 billion euros is one thing right now if you are not able to register and afford the players that you are buying you mm. need you need something more and given the given the uh, our uh, formula 1 euro pay you have to earn 4 euros so yep. here if Bar- if barca somehow earns 100 million through spotify they only mm. can pay 25 million mm. so then after spotify now now the one of the misconceptions people do is they think spotify is an economic lever it's not it's not an economic lever economic lever is something after this when they realized that okay. the spotify deal <coughs> the spotify deal was not enough it was not enough for uh, for barcelona and that's 280 million we are talking about here which is not enough which is not enough which for a club like chelsea or for a club like man united would be astronomical like man united can purchase three harry maguires for that price right oh, come on <laughs> <laughs> or we can purchase two and a half lucas almost three lucas for that sure okay so don't worry uh, wherever i bash you i'll bash myself also i have not i'm not at a great time with chelsea ever since the the sanctions were imposed so bear with sure. me right Moving on. so coming back to the economic levers now after spotify they realized that they need more money okay so then yeah. to activate the economic levers they brought in an american investment firm which goes by the mm. name of sixth street now sixth okay. street was brought in it's an investment fund so it was very much clear that this this partnership is not really uh, you know football uh, driven it's right. purely money driven okay right. so here what the aim is is that barca's uh, deal what uh, with the, the cbc or whatever negotiations are happening on that front that is a different mm-hmm. chapter altogether but whatever money they will earn from that okay they will sell they will give 10% of that to sixth street now this right. was the first uh, economic lever okay right. this was the first economic lever where they ensured that any money which they get so for example over the next if 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 in the next season barca get 50 million uh, 50 million euros they have mm-hmm. they have to ensure that 5 million euros goes straight to sixth street okay, okay. i think my maths That's is right. right 15 to 10% 5 right 5 million goes to the sixth street Okay. and this right. was for 25 years okay right. now obviously the figures are much bigger than this and uh, all of that like what you essentially here have done is whatever you expect for 25 years you have basically mm-hmm. shrunk it and come at a value of 207.5 million euros okay right. Right. now shrunk is a very very uh, non financial term it's actually called discounting Okay. Okay. But I'd not go into the technicalities of it. Just for uh, keep in mind that you have shrunk it right now. Okay. You have okay. done some calculations and you have shrunk the amount and computed today's value to be two hundred and seven point five million euros. That is the first economic lever that Barca activated. Got it. But then they again realized this is not enough. This is still not enough. Now mm. this is still this. Now what 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 other way they can do is. Six Street had made it clear they were willing to purchase a bigger stake in the TV rights, not just ten percent. Mm-hmm. So Barca also obliged, and then they also sold an additional fifteen percent of that same arrangement 
Okay. Okay. But the but I I don't understand what Barca has done over here. They have officially disclosed the figures of the first deal, but they have not disclosed mm-hmm. the figures of the second deal. So okay. that's why I have put this asterisk is where that the deal two figures they are not official. I have just right, extrapolated right, right. them based on the deal one's figures. Got okay. It. So that Got is it. that is the the arrangement at the moment. Okay. So these are the two economic levers which they have activated. Mm-hmm. Okay. Deal one is the right. is the, and both of them are with six street. One for ten percent, and then for an additional fifteen percent, which total gives Sixth Street a twenty-five percent stake in Barca's TV rights. Okay, and again, as much as I would like to bash Barca for this, this is not really uh, like uncommon. It's just not mm. sought after because keep in mind, Sorry, yeah, twenty-five years is a big time. Okay, it's a big anything time. can yeah. happen during that time, and if you end up uh, selling a bigger stake. and then end up mm. getting a let, less amount of money like for example mm. if anything happens if a new deal comes in and barca gets 500 million in one season yeah very unlikely but 500 yeah. million in one season just for from tv rights mm. to give 25% of that away at that Ooh, point of time yeah. would be a bit of a problem but mm. it's it's better to you know uh, survive now rather than worry about the future given the state of barca isn't this something that happened with leeds as well because they sold off their i'm not exactly sure so yeah. like i just know the very upper layer of what the okay. like the information that was very upper layer but leeds essentially sold off their tv rights uh, okay. like 2000 2001 period and things okay. didn't go well for them i think okay. they sold their champions league right to be precise leeds Leeds, yeah, because they used okay. to play the Champions League. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. I, I was so, a bit confused. I don't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't get the timeline you were talking about. Right, so, it was two thousand, two thousand one period. Okay, okay, like okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like that, I said, and this, it didn't work for them. They had to sell their players to, to just. To yeah, yeah. Cause like you have to have some operational cost. Like maybe exactly. there's a different rule for Premier League, but the core structure will be the same. Precisely. And that's where the problem began. They could not replace those players with the players that they bought in, and then precisely. They relegated. And after precisely. you relegate, it's a financial turmoil. Precisely, precisely. And I will come to like the outcome of this. Right now, I'm just presenting the data and the the factual elements which yeah. are there. But uh, yeah. the the interpretation of all of these events, I am going to get to at the end of uh, this entire present presentation, so to speak. Now, right. we are at the stage where Barca have activated their economic levers, but they realize that it's still not enough. Okay, somewhere or the other, they are. So this is the present scenario. They have activated the two levers. They are exploring an opportunity of a third lever. but mm. they have also realized that they are there are a few assets of theirs which they can sell they can license off and try to get some money which for right. example is uh first of all you sell 20 to 30% of barca studios which are oh. expected to fetch 100 million and then the second is they have their own licensing and merchandising arm mm. which they are probably right. sell, want to sell 49.9% of and keep 50.1 so they will retain majority control but they okay, will sell yeah, it but... for 600 million but these are still in discussion still negotiations the first okay. two points which are which are there about selling the studios and selling the arm of licensing mm-hmm. and merchandising that is agreed upon in the meeting so they had conducted a meeting of the members and they agreed okay. upon this but that is not something which has uh, taken a step forth these are agreed mm-hmm. and these are a resolution has been passed whenever they want to visit this okay right, right. and now the third point and rightfully so franky deong does not want to look at that point that is why he's getting away <laughs> from it but these are negotiations with players for wage cuts 
for deferment of wages, contract yeah. terminations, yeah. or ultimately transfers. Now right. here, Barca really don't want to sell that. See, the thing is, Barcelona being in financial turmoil doesn't mean the players have lost their value. Okay, right. But the party which wants to purchase these players, they will make sure that the player is undervalued because they right. want to use this opportunity of they the have stress which Barca is hand, in. Right. Right, yeah. right. And so this kind of a sale, if it does take, which is called as a stress sale. Okay. Okay. But okay. but right now, Barca have made it clear that our financial turmoil, if we take care of at our end, we don't want to sell our players at a at a cheap at a right. uh, you know cheap price. And that Correct. is why they are not entertaining offers below 80 million or 85 million for Frankie Dayo. Yeah. Okay. Correct. And it does make sense. Final. It does make sense from a footballing uh, angle, but from a financial angle, if you don't have so many of options, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But right, right, right. Uh, this is one option of transfers. Then there is a deferment of wages. Basically, what it says is, uh, if if Frankie, uh, if if uh, Barca and Frankie decide, uh, which they did in COVID, that Frankie, mm-hmm. we are unable to pay you whatever we are due uh, to pay you in this particular period. Can you please let go of that right right now, and we will pay it probably at some point in the future. And that right. is what happened. And this, in very simple terms, is called as deferment of wages. Okay, right. and then the third one is contract termination, where you agree that okay, fair enough, this is not working out for both of us. We want to contract uh, terminate this contract. And usually in this situation, right. players who uh, are not getting any play time and they want to play elsewhere or they want to play uh, upcoming international tournaments, which is why they want to be in the fit uh, in the shape of their life, right. they would right. want to exit this scenario and they would want to go and play elsewhere. That's that right. is where you do a contract termination. Like for example, recently. Right. Juventus and Aaron Ramsey reached that uh, contract termination. Yeah. Right? I don't know what in what universe Aaron Ramsey gets 400,000 a week. <laughs> but that is something for a different time when probably if yeah. we wish to study Juventus, <laughs> we will study Juventus. <laughs> sure. We could do this for every club. It's interesting. <laughs> it's okay, but not so frequently because it takes the yeah. living, uh, it takes the life out of me. Yeah, <laughs> but, we have uh, to do some work as yeah. well. <laughs> yes. More than willing to, but obviously contribute. Yeah. If, if 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 the audience and if the people who watch this really like what we are doing, you know, if you can always let us know if you want some other club to be studied. Now sure. these are the other proposals which Barca has done. So they have Spotify, they have the economic levers, they have selling their studios, their licensing arm, and negotiations with players. Okay. Right. So they have done all of this. They have raised a lot of money. Okay. Now, if you do earn so much amount of money, naturally, mm-hmm. and you have such an amount of debt, such an amount of loans due yep. to lots and lots of players and parties and other organizations, mm. you would want to pay that right away, right? So you are back in a bit of financial stability. Stability. Yeah. Yeah. This makes sense financially, but from a footballing perspective, this makes zero sense. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Okay. With the influx of money, which Barca is getting, it does make financial sense to repay everything or as much as possible. Okay. Mm. But keep in mind, this does not increase your sales. Okay. This does not increase the quality of players that you are playing with. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if you want to... Now, if you want a sustainable, stable, uh, you know, frequent stream of revenue in your organization, when it comes to Barcelona, success means winning trophies, winning titles. And when you win titles, when you win trophies, you get an amount of money. Like, for example, 
Real Madrid, when they won the La Liga last league last year, they got 80 million uh, from the La Liga money pool. Yep. And when they won the Champions League, I think they got somewhere around 60 million. Right. Okay. So consistently winning trophies, winning titles gives you a consistent stream of revenue. And that stream of revenue year on year on year on year on year, if you accumulate properly, you can use it to yeah. uh, repay all the debts and everything. Mm-hmm. So and okay. now, okay. You want to win trophies, you want to win titles, but how can you do this with the existing squad? Okay. Mm. And that is why they made all of these purchases. They bought Lewandowski, they bought Rafinha, they bought Frankie, Frank Cassie, they bought Christensen, they mm. bought Jules Kunde, which I refused to add until it was official. <laughs> it was official, but I did not get time to add. But they added, they have Jules Kunde, they also have uh, Usman Dembele. And this is only from this window. They have Ferran Torres, they have Obamayan, they have Ronald Aruo. Okay. Arauo, I I think that's how they say his name. So, Mm. what they have done essentially is they have leveraged the amount of money they have got to improve the quality of the squad and challenge Real Madrid and other clubs in Europe to win the trophies to ensure they get a consistent inflow of revenue. Now, this, is it a gamble? Absolutely. This mm. is a huge gamble which you have taken to revive the club's fortune and bring back the glory days, which should, which which have been rightfully not rightfully. I mean, I'm not saying that uh, they shouldn't they don't deserve the glory. I'm saying the glory has just eluded them for so many years. I mean, yep. remember after 2014-15 season, I don't remember a season where Barca fans were truly happy with everything that was going on. Yep. Yes, and that I was, don't think that was a time. right. And of course, it will take consistent titles, consistent trophies, consistent uh, uh, success year after year after year, which will then attract sponsorships, which will then attract more partners, which will then attract more parties to invest in yeah. Barcelona, and then which will guarantee more success on and off the pitch. Mm-hmm. And given that there is only so much you can sell, Barca has to ensure that this works. Otherwise, there is honestly no coming back. There is no way back from this. There is only so much you can sell. You can't. You can't sell off your organization. You can't sell off. You know yourself. Obviously, yeah. you can only sell the assets which are there for sale, which won't cause a big problem for you if you lose their control. Mm. And from that angle, this is an absolute gamble. It is a very, 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 uh, you know, uh, important tipping point for Barcelona, where the scales can tip in their favor or they can tip away. Right. They do have a strong squad. They do have a manager who seems to know what he is doing. They do Mm -hmm. have a manager who played well before when he came came aboard. Okay. He does have the pull to to, to get so many players. The philosophy, the history, the image, everything is there. But all of this does not mean financial stability. And it is Mm -hmm. vital for Barcelona to ensure that whatever gamble they have taken, they do it, it, it pays it pays off in their favor. It will be, I mean, this is such a different kind of a crisis that uh, it's like you are you are digging a hole. Okay, it's mm. like you're in quicksand, and there is only a yeah. small opportunity where you can get out of it. And Barca yeah. believes this is their opportunity. But if if it goes here and there, quicksand mm-hmm. will just pull you down, and it's very difficult for you to come back from this. This is FC Barcelona. This is Barcelona's financial crisis summed up for you. Thank you for listening to me, Amod. 
and if you have anything to ask and anything more to discuss i'm we i mean like more than willing to you know continue this uh, this was so well like you put it so well like the research that you have done it this was all very well put and um, yeah one thing i'd like to ask uh, yeah. these uh, the data that you showed uh, yeah. could you also link those like the sources that you have like the open statements or financial statements that you found maybe through your research could you just uh, share them in our description so if people want to go and i'll, I'll try themselves. to like uh, there was a point of time where i had like 32 tabs or 32 tabs oh, okay. open so uh, i mean i i'll, I'll try to put in as much data as possible in in the in the yeah. uh, in the description like i would there are so many uh, you know i read eif i had read uh, you know espn then forbes yep. because since this was a financial element i had to read what the financial experts also had to say about it got it and uh, i mean this was really fun to do because ultimately you know yeah. uh you always see your football clubs through the footballing pitch but it's but for me it's yeah. very uh, i mean i did this with abhishek marathe's episode also where i viewed yeah. chelsea's episode i really recommend if you have not watched it yeah we'll we'll put a link to this also in the description and we'll make sure that it pops up right around this time so that you can check it out but uh, you know we were discussing back then about uh, you know mosala and the the whole uh, you know situation with liverpool and there also i got a chance to explore explore the entire uh, situation which was going on with with barca uh, not with barcelona sorry with uh, the other club liverpool and uh, uh, liverpool southampton other clubs that we discussed so right. yeah uh, these are like few of the uh, you know things which i'm very happy to do and i'm very willing to do so you know if you have any uh, any suggestions of any other uh, other you know fair footballing uh, events which had a financial impact which yeah. you would like to know more about please mm-hmm. let us know we are you know our socials and all are always in the description but yeah amod like you know you come from an engineering background you really don't have an idea of what finances are the same way yeah. i don't have an idea of what engineering what coding is so how did you like you know is it is it a bit more clear what exactly Uh, for sure been... for sure so the formulas that you put i could totally relate to what you were going to put next so i i think uh, in the middle i cleared it like uh, when you showed me cap and cap is sales minus your operational cost so that kind right. of clear that you want to increase your cap by either increasing your salary or decreasing cost so the fact that you put it in a more in a sense for everybody to understand in a simple algebraic equation a linear equation i think it made sense across for every person who would be watching this and i think it's very important for us to kind of understand and learn what our football clubs do apart from just watching them on the yeah page. exactly exactly like you know you have instances where we where clubs win probably all that there is to win and still they're not in a very strong financial yep. uh, uh, you know condition like to give you more yeah. context on this if chelsea had not won the champions league that season when mm-hmm. they won in the, the recent one we would have right. had a n- not so good financial year but uh right. you know we had uh, fortunately we won that we also got other uh, good uh, poo- good amount Invest of inflows more. from other uh, you know other sources so mm-hmm. yeah so i mean you know i'm i'm glad that we we took this and i'm glad that you know you actually pushed me a little bit because i was a bit skeptical about this because right. i mean simply because you know there is so much of data out there and you know it feels like yeah, this is so basic yaar someone will always know this everyone mm-hmm. must know this but the shocking amount of people apart from you who have said that they really have no idea what's going on and how they are able yeah. to afford these players so you know it's glad right. that you know we uh, we embarked on this we uh, yeah. 
we we ensured that you know there was a fair comprehensive coverage and you know i have like i just want to reiterate that we have taken lots and lots of currencies lots and lots of amounts from yeah, different yeah. Uh, different different articles and it's really it was really hard for me to keep track of all the currencies because yep. uh, one article states this one states that then the rate at that point of time it was very difficult to keep a uniform yeah. currency and it was equally difficult to keep in mind all the currencies so i decided no yeah, currencies but... i'll I mean, I think the magnitude the itself was so huge. Precisely, like people get the idea. Precisely, precisely. You'd get an idea of what it want or what it was. Right, so yeah, right, I think right. uh, you know anything more, Amod. You have to you have to add. No, I like, think you, you know, just put it well. Like it was so perfect. I think this has to be one of the best episode for me personally. Like the sheer amount of research that you have put into this. Like people have no idea. Like breaking the fourth wall <laughs> here, but the. Sheer amount of research that Rohan has told me, like I'm going through this, like through our constant chats through WhatsApp, like every time <laughs> Rohan was working on something related to this project, and like and this is he's working full time now, and he found time to search. So thank you, Rohan, for this. Like it's, thank you. it's glad, a brilliant glad. episode. I'm glad every I'm glad you liked it. I'm and I hope anyone who has made I, it I so far. I thoroughly enjoyed this episode and thank learned you, a lot as well. Like apart from the fun part, you know, like. yeah we can take the make out of them but but it's important to learn these financial terms as well because soon we would be earning as well and it's important yeah exactly exactly you would I mean, not want to end up in a situation like this exactly yeah. not on that scale but it's important to know what goes around so precisely, yeah, this precisely. was definitely a great episode glad glad you liked it was a part of part of it glad you liked it and yeah like in case just to you know now we have spoken a lot about bar so we spoken a lot about you know finance and everything we'll now take all of that attention and focus it back to our podcast so just a few updates amod to reiterate if you have seen the previous episode or if you have not amod has joined us as a full time co-host uh, now it's me it's amod and it's sid sid is still on his hiatus because he is still preparing for his exams like always all we do wish him all the best for his preparation and everything but uh, amod uh, has kindly hopped on because uh, we i mean the most successful episode on this channel yet is with amod and uh, it, he was he's he's natural in front of the camera it was very straightforward it i mean uh, whatever episode you have done with him it's been a good episode and we have had good success with it so it made sense to bring him on it it was just a 2 plus 2 is equal to 4 kind of a situation and uh, you know we we are researching and one thing which i would like to you know tell that we it is very easy for us to you know make episodes after matches after or before matches and just yeah. generate videos just for the sake of it but you know that won't be unique or differentiating to this podcast and the the channel and the vision which uh, we see ourselves in yeah. so that is why episodes might not be as frequent as once a week or once in two weeks they some epi- mm. some episodes might be once a month some might be once two months or some we might have two in one month whatever the case may be but just keep in mind that we are going to research a lot before everything that we say so that we want to provide something some uh, perspective which not everyone else offers and we want to ensure that we stand a little bit uh, you know we differentiate ourselves uh, from the rest because no disrespect to the rest because there are so many we just don't want to you yeah. know get lost somewhere in the in the sheer number we just want to be different take our own path and want to deliver good uh you know analysis Fun. studies etc to you so we are working on a few topics we will get back to you we will definitely record a bit more than before and yeah more than any closing thoughts before we wrap it up 
no i think just summed it up and thank you i've said this a lot of time but thank you for having me as a co-host you know it's a great pleasure <laughs> you 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 have to stop saying that now because now you are a permanent yeah. <laughs> if you are a permanent member i mean i have to stop saying uh, yeah it's like, it's like it's like us thanking each other like thank you for making yeah. this channel thank, thank you for doing <laughs> <laughs> no we but seriously like, it, it's 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 great doing these recording sessions on weekends uh, after we have some time to spend and i think it's a great way to spend our time it's like a hobby for us and maybe we right, could right. expand right, it in the right, future right. you never know right so, and you never know maybe maybe anyone's anyone's future employer might see whatever we are doing and yeah. <laughs> you might end up you know if you get what i'm you saying you never know you never, you never know. know you never know right 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 yes so that was that was today's episode a long episode an intensive technical episode but i hope that you have uh, enjoyed it if you have made it so far and uh, please do like please do comment share subscribe all the usual you know yeah that that helps and the, a lot. and the, like the intention is not to you know just get a higher number we want to spread this to get it across to as many people as possible we want good collaborations we want good insights so that's why yeah. we are doing this it's not about numbers if it was for numbers we would have just put out more and more and more and more episodes without yeah. really focusing on what we want to talk about so thank you if you've made it so far uh, and thank you for uh, tuning into the matchball podcast we will come back very soon with another episode another topic another uh, something different out there than what is out there and we hope you stay with us for the ride and the the best is yet to come right so thank you so much for tuning in we shall catch you in the next episode i'm rohan and on behalf of my co-host amod take care thank you bye 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 bye. See you. See you. Bye bye.